When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, today we continue with part two of our series of Rhine. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm really excited for you to hear the world building and everything that these amazing, amazing players do. It's really a delight, and Rhine is, I think, a really special game. There's a lot of really amazing stuff that it does, so you should definitely check out the link in the show notes and pick it up if you're interested. Now, without further ado, let's get to the show. And we mentioned bonds, and um, should we start mm-hmm. to think about like what bonds you might have with each other? So the way bonds work in Rhine is you you can have up to three bonds uh, with each other or other people. I think for now, let's keep it simple and just be focused on the ones between us. Mm-hmm. And if it makes sense for you to have another later on, then we can do that. And the way they work is each bond has an emotion attached to them. So like how you feel towards that person, and mm-hmm. that might change quite a bit, but yeah, how you're feeling right now. And a statement, which is like the specific cause or goal behind that feeling, if that mm. makes sense. So it might be like, I'm angry at the person I have a bond with, and I'm going to prove them wrong about what they said. So that would, since we've been talking about this relationship, probably set me to like the emotion being driven with Oka. Because mm-hmm. there is a, you know, uh, when I think about Oka and the things that he could achieve, I get really amped up about being able to push him to greater things. Whereas with uh, Sadie, my emotion is probably pragmatic. Mm-hmm. If uh, whatever ancestral ghost talking shop is, is probably with with uh, Sadie, there's probably some maintenance required there that Sadie is important for. And he's not a fan with it, but he kind of needs to be efficient about it. So it's uh, not, not, not super emotionally close to Sadie at the moment, I don't think. <laughs> You're a bit too focused on the other child. Mm, mm. Which uh, causes probably some emotional <laughs> uh, conflict in itself. Yeah, I've got mine as well. I think with Reginald, uh, the emotion is exasperated because... <laughs> I am being haunted by a, a pushy ghost. <laughs> it's like, have you, have you considered fulfilling your life's ambition? I would like to sit down, please. I'm 17. <laughs> have you considered yeah. fulfilling my life? My ambition yes, for your true, life? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm so driven. I've refused to die until you've done this. Uh-huh. And then for Sadie, I think it's respect. Because although Oka can be a bit of a doofus, um, he understands that... Sadie has taken on this like really big responsibility for the family and she's very young and it's not his fault but kind of his fault so there is a level of like yeah Reginald is annoying me and is here because you're here but also I understand that you bound your spirit to him so (laughs) you know. And Sadie do you know what your bonds are? Yes, I think to Ochre, the emotion is is warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the statement that I went with is, Ochre may be a fool, but at least they're a kind-hearted one. And yeah, Sadie, like, kind of knows that her big brother is an oddball, but, like, the things that he wants out of life are not harmful. And, you know, in the grand tapestry that is the world, that's a thing that can be cherished. And emotions for Reginald, is, I chose patient. And the statement I chose is, I can't let Reginald carry out their thoughtless plans. It's, <laughs> you, you, hey, you can't turn my big brother into like a warring hero or whatever weird thing <laughs> that you would prefer he do. That's not who he is or what the world needs. But also, you're my great uncle and you watch out for the family. 
and you know I care about him. Mm. Um, so despite saying things that really annoy me, it's like <laughs> got patience for that. So did you decide to bring him along before you knew what his plans were, or was it? I I think that it is a very practical thing of Ochre wants to go out into the lands where time is strange, mm-hmm. which is dangerous. And you can say a lot of things about Reginald, but one thing that is absolutely true is Reginald has faced down countless dangers across countless lifetimes. That is the sort of experience and knowledge that someone like Ochre needs to remain safe while they go off on their grand mm-hmm. quest to, you know, make the perfect sculpture. <laughs> mm. Oh, on that note, I do have one other bond from being a heart, mm-hmm. um, which is to my um, ideal. So at the moment, the ideal is pure and present life. And the emotion it's attached to is pure and present life because the strength of that emotion equals the strength of the bond. So those two things are very closely interrelated. I mean, you can always have a different emotion towards it as well if you want to later on, if you start wavering Uh, or if you believe in it fully or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I feel like we've just talked around um, the fact that your stats in this game are emotions. Mm-hmm. So when you roll to do something, you roll with however you're feeling. Each character, you like choose the emotions that are important to you. And you also get some additional emotions. You get an emotion called fabric, which is everything else. So when you say how you're feeling, if it's something on your sheet, there'll be a bonus attached to it. Whereas if it's something that isn't on your sheet, you roll with fabric instead. But we'll discover what each character's emotions are as we play, I think, and as you roll. Is there anything else anyone would like to go over before we jump into play? I think I'm ready yeah, to jump into who these people Ooh. are now. Cool. So I thought a nice place to start might be in this forest on the mountain, the kind of twilight forest. I'm kind of imagining that the three of you have been on the road for a little while, and this is like one of the first places you've got to where you've been able to sit down and rest for a moment and like look out across you can almost see out across the world here towards your destination in the distance i wonder whether you could actually see the titan falling from here and what that might look like can, can you see the titan from here you can see the outline of the titan mm. right like something about the nature of it being removed from time means that you actually oh mm, i like you can see where the titan would be you can see what the land was like maybe about 15 years ago instead you get like that hole in space is what was Mm. there previously and hasn't Mm. caught up visually with the rest of the world maybe at one point in time that visual will match up with today (laughs) but on that day the world ends (laughs) (laughs) you'll get a brief glimpse Yeah, I, I think at the moment you're kind of uh, stopped at the top of this hill in this like beautiful twilight forest. Are you all looking out? What 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 is each of you doing as you kind of rest here? So I think I am crudely drawing a map in the dirt to try and plan out the journey. Mm. Um, and I'm thinking about like spots of particular beauty along the way that I've heard of that I'm like, oh, this might be inspiring. Oh, this might be inspiring. <laughs> oh, there, there's supposed to be a really cool mountain here that a lot of people have said helped them. Are you talking to yourself or is it? I was about, yeah. So I'm drawing and I'm sort of muttering to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm very, uh, very involved in, in what I'm doing right now. I think Sadie is sitting close by the fire as well. Probably, probably, you know, next to Ochre. But she's like sitting on a log that uh, Ochre is kind of prepared for them to, to sit by. And she is right now tuning the warp of her loom and the way her her weaving works you know she is is weaving threads of spirit and the world to do magical things but also she can use this kind of metaphysical loom to do normal mundane weaving Mm. as well so she's got like this this wicker backpack that is full of threads of like different sizes and colors and and materials and she is right now tuning the warp where she is taking thread and like moving it up and down in kind of a crossing pattern and it looks like it is just hanging itself mid air 
And I think the thread that she is weaving right now is this beautiful kind of like midnight blue that feels to like almost shine in the starlight. And she is setting these threads to warp while just quietly kind of humming to herself a almost indistinct tune that I think is just familiar to either our family home or or the region that we're from. She's not listening to her brother's muttering as much as being present while it is happening. You know, it, it's sometimes it's important not to have someone participate in your muttering, but be there to witness it mm-hmm. so that you're not muttering alone. I think you know when Reginald the Ninth is present or manifesting because you can hear like the distant sound of like teacups being like <laughs> clicked together, like something very nervous. It just there is a it, the, the the sound is notable, but it's like pleasant. It's almost wind chimey in in the little mm. clinking of it together. But uh, he appears kind of like behind Ochre. You probably feel the like ends of his moustache like tickle the back of your neck as he's like craning over looking at the map at hand ah and i kind of scuff with the stick like right through the like the gateway village oh granddad what i why do you keep sneaking i i'm just incredibly impressed that you're uh looking for various sights to see along the journey. I do have uh, talked away in the old noggin, top 10 uh, ruins, um, castles, and battlements that are worth visiting for any uh, world tourist. Uh, You don't seem to have any added to the map, so I thought it would be prudent uh, to give some suggestions. Smile. Well, are they inspiring like uh, you know it's just a bunch of old buildings isn't it or, or are they good buildings? oh uh, looking at a building and how it has managed to survive the ravages of time as i think uh or inspiring very few things can endure besides me of course <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Oka? is it inspiring to have survived ravages well yeah i mean yeah, although I'm, I'm really looking for sort of present life, so you know that's all a bit old. It's, it's, it's you know, it's got the, the the element of death and decay to it, which is not really. Uh, there are, no, no, there are plenty of artists that that that, that want that. Well, I suppose maybe it's like a, a counterpoint. Maybe like what's okay? What's number one on the list? Well, there is a uh, 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 castle that was made entirely out of emerald, uh, which was quite important and quite expensive. That has fallen to ruin but and like glancing over your your kind of map and i think you've marked somewhere where there's like a really impressive tree that has grown somewhere and it's like oh you do seem to have marked one of the locations it's right there all right no that's um uh, well uh, I, i don't know if it's got a name but it's a big tree uh, I thought it might look quite good. Yes, and indeed. Like- uh, uh, from the the ruins of that emerald battlement, uh, it, it turns out that there was a whole um, economy rebellion. Uh, apparently, when you make castles out of gems, people tend to be somewhat upset. Um, but from the ruins of that particular war, a tree did grow where the 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 center, the courtyard of the castle was. Oh, so we're talking sort of like a. Uh- an, an, an emerald tree that's been fed by the blood of the fallen. I, I suppose so. It it is it is quite a an emotional sight. I, I, I must say. Oh, a bit macabre. But yeah, no, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll look at we'll look at your castle. Well, there's like a pleased <laughs> clapping of two of the forearms together. <laughs> what what say you, Sadie? Do you want to see a giant tree? I suppose. Is it cold by the tree? If you got to the very top, maybe. Hmm. Seems fitting that it would be. Do, well, do, do, do you need a coat or something? I could... Well, I guess you could make your own, but I could... <laughs> I just... I want to know how to prepare. That's all. Well, climbing to the top of an impossibly tall tree in the ruins of an emerald castle. This sounds like a delightful quest. Climbing up the tree... Get a new perspective on things. That's it. Yeah, don't look at the tree. Go up the tree. That's it. 
I'm glad we're all in agreement today. This is rare. Okay. Yeah. Remind me when when you were twelve and I was quite young. How did you break your arm? Oh, that's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a, a small tree, but it's you know different now. Climbing a small tree. Well, yeah, but I wasn't. I, I didn't have the fire of purpose. That was an that was an aimless wander up a tree. You know, uh, my hands weren't gripped by the desire to find. The, the, the purest expression of life. I, you know, uh, uh, Reginald... How many trees have you climbed in the interim? Uh, well, um, none. Would you say none? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but I've thought about it quite a lot. Now, I want you to focus on these thoughts, Ochre, and the emotions attached to them when you've thought about climbing trees and that possibility... Has that emotion been fear? Well, uh, sometimes. Although, Grandad's been showing me some, you know, sort of handholds and stuff. I mean, mainly for mm-hmm. fighting. But it could be, right, Grandad, it could be used for, for tree climbing. Of course, as you said, my child, you have had passion. You are driven for this task. You've heard of those things, Sadie? Passion, being driven to do something. There's like mildly irritated, like tea clinking. (laughs) (laughs) She has moved on to start like fitting weft now between between the warp, just like delicately running her her fingers along. It feels like she is half in this conversation Mm. as 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 she pushes the 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 warp the warp back. Um, She goes, "Oh yes, I've heard of those things." You talk about them ceaselessly, <laughs> both of you. Well, yeah, because you know, uh, a life needs purpose, right? Indeed. You need to have this meaning, something to drive you forward. I mean, what, what, what you know, well, I mean, Sadie, what drives you forward? You know, questions, questions. I can ask questions as well, so. She takes a moment to, like, think, like, just looks up at the sky. I think day to day, I'd have to say the two of you. Oh. You're always saying, Sadie, get up. It's time to wake up and go. Sadie, keep up. You're falling behind. Sadie, put your things away. We have to keep moving. Is yes. that where we cut to you on the road? <laughs> yeah. Sadie, keep up. <laughs> As we're traveling to his Emerald Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many kind of like elders are in a, uh, especially, I, I know of a couple of old Caribbean grandfathers of mine who have been a very kind of like, not not necessarily hitting people, but in a kind of like <laughs> swishing things in the air as a motivator mm. uh, kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, I, I think on a handful of times to kind of like, uh, uh, insolent child, Reginald has like, taken the sword and swung at you which goes entirely through you he's a ghost it doesn't do anything (laughs) but in a kind of like you feel the irritation sometimes off reginald in a kind of like an attack that he knows is futile to motivate (laughs) you and at this point it's probably just dull background (laughs) (laughs) i love the idea that like that is a different way that Reginald just has of communicating, of like making contact physically or, you know, with a spectral object, with a living thing. He can sort of like communicate some of his <laughs> So it's just like literally, this is how I show you I'm frustrated. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is like a whip of frustration as, the, <laughs> as this broken sword kind of like grazes your arm or whatever, as we are kind of like making our way along this road. <laughs> Sorry, Grandad. You should be. What's about you now? Now, can you remember how many pinnerets this castle once had? We've been through it for the third for the third time. You remember. You have to remember the facts about the places we are going. <laughs> well, it's a big tree now, so it doesn't really matter. Six. I know there are six oh, of them, right. like the okay. like the like the crest. Do you remember we drew it were, in the dirt together? Were yeah, there were six. But what's happening now is the tree has got blue and gold flowers. That's what I've heard. So I want to go see it. There's still six pitherets in my heart. He <laughs> says, looking off annoyed at the horizon. Well, maybe you can go climb up the ghost of the castle. I don't know. You know, <laughs> it might have a ghost. 
Reginald like opens his mouth to say that's not how that works and just closes it again. Uh- <laughs> okay, so it sounds like we're heading towards our first destination. Mm. Um, so when you do mm-hmm. a journey, there is like a travel onwards move, which is when you travel towards your next waypoint, ask the fates, which is like a, what we call the GM role in this game, what you might find there. I think you've already said it's a, it's a castle with a tree on it. Mm. And then you say a path that you might take, and I'll tell you another, and you decide which way you go. Yeah, okay, it sounds like you had a path planned in dirt. What, what is that path like? Yes, so I think that... Hang on, I'm going to use, I'm going to use our tokens. Is mm. there a big tree? Oh, we've always used the tree one, so it's... Ah, so we've got a stone remnant, which I'll use. Ooh. So I think it's like just on this very spit of the peninsula Mm -hmm. next to the the river of time so i think that from the twilight forest where we are there is a natural ravine that almost channels us down towards this castle and this tree and in fact maybe halfway through the journey we can start to see its blue and gold blooms kind of rising above the rest of the foliage given it's reportedly so impressive as a journey there is Probably not a road, but there is a worn pathway, but that's not without its um, its potential problems. And we're still going down a mountain, so, you know, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's a road that might be maintained particularly well. Okay. I think the other way you could go is, I think the mountain, like this forest I described as being like full of mushrooms, and maybe there's like a network of like mycelium that you can kind of, it's almost like a cave network you can walk in to go down the mountain. There'll be like horrible drops in places that you'll have to navigate, and it might be trickier. But yeah, that's another way you can go. I think when planning, mm-hmm. Oka would definitely be like, "So, walking to the destination through the body of one of the biggest living organisms that could exist uh, is like pretty much just art in and of itself." So I think we should go that way. It does sound okay. Meaning sorry, the path. Oh. No, the mushrooms. The mushrooms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Well, it's all connected, right? It's one, one, one massive animal, basically. It's like a, it's not a remnant, but it might as well. I mean, maybe actually, hang on, maybe it is. I don't know, but it could be. It's big enough to be a remnant. So, you know, if you could walk through a remnant, that'd be amazing. So, what do the mushrooms? I could see that being good practice for climbing a big tree. Now, I have heard that large mushroom networks do tend to have a large amount of spore release, and that um, people uh, tend to have trouble uh, inhaling or getting in their clothes or similar. It sounds incredibly dangerous. So you're for it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, say you, you, you could um, weave up some masks or something, couldn't you? Maybe. Sadie is, like, just kind of, like, looking at the path and pulls her bag around and opens it up and pulls out, revealing that she does have two cloth face masks prepared. Oh. Well, just in case. Just in case for this exact situation. Here you go, brother. Oh, brilliant. Thanks. Watch your step. (laughs) Are they made just out of fabric, or do you weave? Well, I do think I've got that specific move for making small objects, right? Yeah. Um, patchwork charms. Here we go. And also your patterns, uh, shape a small tool or object from spirit. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's probably better. Uh, I would have a pattern yeah. for this. Ah, so is it so. a mask that pre- prevent, prevents both the physical aspect of the spores and the spiritual aspect of the spores? Mm. Yeah, the, it's not the physical spores you gotta watch out for, it's the spiritual ones. <laughs> That's how they that's how they get you. Hello heroes and welcome to the midroll. Heroes, if you listen to Campaign Skyjacks, you heard James last week announce that we are making a change on the major shows for One Shot. At least for Campaign and for One Shot, we are switching hosting providers so we can insert dynamic ads. The pandemic, all of the inflation, it's really hit the Patreon pretty hard. And this company, which, I mean, I'm a living testament to this, believes in paying people who work for it for their work. And the need is greater all around. So while Patreon revenue is declining, the need for the people who work here is to get paid more. So the ads are a way to fill that in because we obviously are very thankful for every single person who has supported 
one shot through the Patreon. We get that that is extremely difficult for some people right now. So this is a way to help fill in that gap. Now, part of the problem is that the tools we have to filter these ads to make sure that the ads are in line with what this network believes in, they're not terribly robust. So in the coming weeks, if you hear an ad on here that is offensive, is a virulent political ad, or is for a massive energy company that's damaging the world, please let us know. You can email gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com with a subject like offensive ad, and James will do what he can to find it and flag it. We really appreciate that you are going to bear with this. It's not the most ideal thing, but it's something that we need to do to continue growing as a network. We are going to be looking at a Patreon drive here in the not-too-distant future. We are working to to expand all of that, and we want to thank every single person who has supported us on Patreon thus far. If you do want to help out through that route, $5 a month gets you access to the Secret Archive, there is bonus content for Campaign Skyjacks that just went up, as a lot of really great story stuff, and there is more bonus content for One Shot itself coming. When I'm doing recordings, I'm doing my best to capture extra audio with the performers, just so we can give it to you all lovely people who literally allow us to do what we do here to live our lives and do the work that we love. So, patreon.com slash one-shot-rpg, and you can help us out. Thanks, heroes. Now, let's get back to the show. Oh, so wait, do we need three masks? Oh, shoot. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, uh, I, this, I, this feels I, like a play to find goes. out, for sure. Yeah, yeah okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. Shall we... Do the journey roll first and see whether because the journey will tell us whether we just make it to a destination with no hitches or whether. We, All right, I yeah. did. I did just roll quite oh, well. Cool. But <laughs> yes, what did you roll? <laughs> I got an eight. It depends on the emotion uh, that mm. this is going to pair with, though. And I'm kind of thinking uh, this is my plus two emotion, which would be longing. What What are you longing for? I think it is not necessarily my longing that I am basing this on, but the emotion that is bringing these masks about, the reason that these masks need to exist mm. is both my brother and Reginald are are longing for the same indescribable thing through different routes, yeah. which means that though we came to this diverged path, there was really only one course this group was going to go. And that course necessitates the creation of these masks. So if that logic holds water, that does bring me to a 10. Yeah, which I think for a weave just lets you you do it with no consequences, right? Yes, yes. So I I think these are three simple cloth masks um, that are woven from twilight and sunlight mm. um so they are kind of that deep twilight blue and is this what sadie was already working on like sadie already knew where you were going well that that's that's the thing about weavers is like they kind of know the future a little mm. bit they can see the shape of things. So I think Sadie started working on these masks without knowing what they were for but knowing that they would be necessary. I like that. Okay, so I think um the thing that makes makes sense is when we make the travel onwards smooth, whoever rolls it can have advantage. Because I think these masks are going to shield you from a lot of the consequences of being in this uh, network of mushrooms. The question is, who is leading this bit of the journey? It feels like me from the conversation mm. that's being had. Cool. And with these journey moves, I'm still rolling with an emotion, right? Yeah, you say how you're feeling during this journey. So I think, again, sort of based on the, the energy of that conversation, I'm going to call on my emotion of enraptured, mm-hmm. uh, which Good is emotion. my... Yeah, it's my plus one emotion. Cool. So, let's have a look. So, advantages, roll three, pick the two highest, yeah. right? Perfect. Good. So, it's a nine. Cool. So, on a seven to nine... You arrive at the next waypoint, but you're going to have to pick two. So, this is like, you, you're going to arrive at the castle. Did you want to describe what the journey through the mycelial network is like before you get there? Mm. Yeah. Should we each maybe... 
have like a thing that happens. Mm. That's, 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 I love that. Yeah. So I think that there is just a snapshot of Oka desperately scrabbling to make his way up a pit, which has almost fallen down, with Sadie pulling him up and Reginald kind of like hovering nearby nervously, mm. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Unless you want to... Ma- can you- That's a good point, Nathan. Can Reginald like manifest to influence the physical I, I think it requires a really large amount of concentration and then he can't do it again for a while. So uh, yeah. I think he kind of manifests from you and using all four arms just goes, clink, clink. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and tries to climb you out. And then upon <laughs> getting out on the other side, it's like, and I need to uh, take a break. Ex- excuse me. And just kind of wisps away into thin air for a while amazing i yeah i like the idea of like you manage to scrabble out of this pit and like sadie sadie pulls you up you're exhausted reginald is exhausted and we walk forward a bit and then we hit like on this mushroom just this this point that is extremely soft and both of us immediately sink and fall through to the platform immediately below which is more soft mushroom which we it cushions our <laughs> fall and we fall through that one and keep falling until we hit like a layer of mushrooms that are solid enough mm. but on the plus side We've also saved ourselves quite a bit of the journey. <laughs> Imagine just like ah. spores clouding up as you land on that bottom mushroom <laughs> and just like the mask sealed tight around your faces. Sure glad that everyone who needs a mask has a mask. Mm. I think Reginald then like manifests out of being like, okay, I think I feel a little better. Just these cloud of spores waft through his form. And I think there's like a, a, a very brief moment of just understanding between Reginald and the Mushroom Network mm. and just the general idea that mushrooms are essentially an indefinite legacy. They are a, an infinitely mm. replicating system of the same idea to persist for as long as the <laughs> mushrooms can persist. And Reginald's like, yes, I agree. How does that make Reginald feel? <laughs> I, I think, yeah, there's a, there's a degree of, it's surprise, but good surprise, right? There's a mm. kind of like a appreciative mutual understanding of legacy, <laughs> not one that Reginald would expect from a non-sapient entity. But yeah, you know, uh, in the same conversation we had previously about bit feeling small, looking at something <laughs> this is a this is an antres ancestry that theoretically has existed longer than reginald's and there's a moment of awe at that i think and yeah and and then you are there you're at the um you're at the the emerald castle which i think is the spit of land it's i'm trying to imagine how emeralds would crumble or ruin mm, i think it's like they were the intermediate supporting structures of the larger stone, and with mm. the emeralds removed, the entire thing has now collapsed. The bricks are also yeah. green. <laughs> yeah, there were occasional flashes, but people have like largely come and like chiseled away all mm-hmm. of the emeralds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the idea that the tree is there, and you can see like emeralds in the tree branches that have just kind of crusted in. Ah. Oh. oh well. So this is mm. the thing. Um. So I've got to pick two things what happened. And yes. One of the ones I had my eye on was someone or something demands tribute from you. So I think when we get to this supposedly abandoned Emerald Castle, we find it populated by a group of scavengers who are climbing the tree in order to get the remaining emeralds. And they are not interested in having us interlope onto their scheme. Mm. So we're going to have to do something to persuade them to allow us to climb it okay and nathan with your permission mm-hmm. i feel like someone in your group needs rest given the way you described reginald manifesting and needing mm-hmm. a while it may be that reginald is quite tired maybe also from communing with uh, the massive mind of a mycelium network as well as manifesting mm-hmm. yeah that is uh it's spaced out in a way almost kind of mirroring sadie a little bit being vast so vast i've never really considered <laughs> oh, no. it there's two of them. <laughs> well, would you look at that? If we had only continued just a mile in the other direction, there was this lovely road made of yellow bricks. 
of you know the road the road less traveled or something or other. I don't have um, military history is better than my literary history. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I probably wouldn't have been as cool. So, yeah. you know. Can I um, put a little twist on your little group of scavengers? Mm, yeah. So, as well as there being titans in this world, and I would put another twist there in a second, there are also creatures called envoys, which are like folkloric supernatural creatures that are created by the titans. Like, much smaller, they might be the people that, the things that come to your village to make demands. They might, you know, look after the trees on a mountainside. Just weird and folkloric and however you want to imagine them. I'm imagining that the, like, scavengers up the tree are kind of like these weird crystalline envoys, sort of like half between a monkey and a crab. Mm-hmm. And they're not here to steal the emeralds. They're trying to reclaim them. Oh. And the other twist I want to put on is, what if the castle was a titan? Oh. Like, half sunken Ooh. into, like, this spit at the end of ah. where these two rivers meet. And, and these, kind of crumbling like, and fading. crystalline yokai have essentially slowly been pulling this thing apart. Emerald by emerald. <laughs> and maybe these are the ones that have been, like, trying to get it back. They're mm. trying to recover the emeralds that have been stolen. And, like, that's... Oh, yeah. As you get there, that's why they surround you. They're, they're almost oh, like, they yeah. they think we're here. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I guess then that's another question of um, dealing with the territory emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if the remnant is literally a big castle, I feel like persistence or enduring might be a good emotion. Yeah, so the extra emotion that everyone gets in this game is uh, like an emotion based on where you are, like mm-hmm. the titans and the landscape you're in. So everyone gets persistence as a named emotion. When you enter a new territory, each player answers one. So like the name of this place, it's domain. So I think you've just entered its domain as being persistence. Any features that define it, what is the remnant's form, what envoys have you heard of, what people live here. I feel like we might have done a bunch of that in imagining where we're going mm-hmm. to be going. Mm. So the second part of this is you decide how comfortable you feel in this place. So if you feel at home, you get plus two to your emotion, but you also mark it. Mm. I mean, that is very much Reginald's wheelhouse of uh, mm. surviving in the face of literally all else. So there is an agreement between them, I think. Cool. So you'll get a plus two and you'll stitch the emotion, which is like you mark it. Mm. One of the things you haven't discussed is if you ever roll a double on your dice, you mark the emotion. Mm-hmm. And if you mark an emotion three times, you strain it, which basically you have to deal with that emotion in some way. Mm. And we'll get to that if we get to that. Thank you for the reminder. I have just stitched Enraptured because I rolled double fours Ooh, on that journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In all of the games I've played with you, Ben, you're the master of stitching emotions. I've never seen anyone... Love to roll doubles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I think I'm I'm just going with comfortable. Mm. This seems to gel with, like, I have a big quest to do. But being a 17-year-old, I, I, can, I can waver on that persistence, yeah. I think. I think I'm going to go uncomfortable. And my reasoning is that persistence is the wrong side of my second most familiar emotion, which is grief. Mm. And I think like grief and persistence are sort of on a, a similar continuum, but you know, in order to survive past something that is no more, that, that that has passed, you need to transform. And persistence is almost the resistance of that transformation. So while there is a lot that is familiar about this, that wants it to be comfortable, I feel like this area is set up just in the kind of way to be uneasy. You know, the mushrooms are more where Sadie's mm. speed and all of the stuff that is trying to exist that the mushrooms are eating away at and dissolving is the stuff that is like making it an uneasy place for her to be. And I feel like this place is so much about clinging on to what it used to be with these creatures trying to find the emeralds as well, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. The possible ones are, what is the name of this place? What is the domain of this place? What features define this place? Um, which remnants territory is this? 
Can you see the remnant? What is the remnant's form? What envoys have you heard of? And what people live here? And remnant is different than Titan, right? Remnant is the name for the Titans, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I think I am going to say that this is a world, or a place in the world currently between two Titans. There used to be this castle. Mm. There is now this tree. But people are treating it as though there is only this castle that is no longer there. So it is like caught in a transition and it doesn't quite know what to do with itself. Mm. I like that. So I think, yeah, you enter into the courtyard of this crumbling castle. I think as you like look up to the tree, you're immediately surrounded by these crystalline crab monkey-like creatures that kind of fall around Sadie and Oka. So I imagine that name is gone, but... Reginald is not physically Reginald, present. Reginald, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, Reginald is not physically present. And I'm trying to imagine how they sound. I imagine they sound really weird. Like, do you know those very chimey video gamey noises? Mm. I imagine when stuff hits the floor, like, that's the noise they make. So it's very, like, the chimes of crystals and bells, but slightly off. Mm-hmm. And I think there are about five or six of them that are just kind of like dancing around the two of you. Can they communicate? Is a question I've got. Like, mm-hmm. I would like them to be able to communicate. I feel like that'll be easier. <laughs> yes. Us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do they communicate through speech or? Yeah, yeah. I think. Why not? It's a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then I think the word you're getting a lot is just like emeralds over and over in this weird crystalline sort of noise, like that just layers five or six different voices. Sadie, I don't know what to do. You took them away and now you've brought them back. Uh, No, we don't have any emeralds. uh... Tell them they're confused. Emeralds. Uh, And like some of them start tugging uh, like the wicker bag on Sadie's back. Have you got emeralds in there? Have you been nicking emeralds? No. Serious question. I've never seen an emerald. I was going to say, do either of you have emeralds? You seem like you're from quite a rich family. (laughs) Oh. Now we're more of a ruby family. (laughs) Huh. Actually, I I I love to cause problems on purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. So one of the, like, uh, gear items that uh, my character has is, like, a a cape brooch pin with the family crest. Mm. And I think that is, well, there is the weave that is the the connection between Reginald and you two. I do like the fact that there is a physical item that is required. And it just so happens that this particular family brooch pin does have a very cloudy gem set in it. It might be an emerald, it might not be. It's not been polished for a very long time. Is it? Are you wearing that, or is um, someone else wearing? It's like a cape pin. So if either of you mm. are the kind of people that have like a traveling cape, you've maybe using this crest pin to hold it in place. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it if it is somehow connected to you, then I I think Sadie's got to have it on on her cloak, mm-hmm. right? I think then the thing that I'm going to throw at is like as these things start to gather around you. you the tone kind of changes a bit and you just hear them go, you, 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 you. It's like 20 different voices kind of filter down as these scramble down the trees. Mm-hmm. And you hear like, the Slayer, 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 Slayer. As they seem to recognize the cape pin. Just to throw in something about uh, mm. who Reginald might mm-hmm. is and what they might have done. Okay, I, I like this. The moment that one tries to like, lay a hand on like physically on Sadie rather than say like the bag that she's carrying Mm. with like almost like the sound of loud clattering of metal against each other rather than the dainty kind of like porcelain sounds. Reginald immediately manifests eyes are glowing hands clenched as with almost like a slap shot taking the side of this broken blade to just try and swat this creature from Sadie. Do not touch her as I go and roll protective at minus one. Yeah, what move should this be? Gosh. It could be your protect, but I don't think Sadie is in harm's way yet. It could be 
like a convince or lead through danger? Mm. Uh, uh, this may be actually one of my custom moves. Ooh. Let's see. There is essentially one that's like a... Uh, oh, when you put yourself uh, between someone and harm, roll on the success, mm. you take any wear and consequences in their place. Or the other option is legend. Mm. Uh, when you make your presence known to those with power, say what your legend is here and roll. Which actually, that works. The ink blot name is protected by one Reginald the Ninth. As uh, there, there is a, a swipe through this this crystalline beast. We are turning off persistence. We are using philosophical and rolling what two d six? Yeah, two d six. Cool. Uh, five and a six, Ooh. not mi- not plus Ooh. one. That's minus one. My bad. Five and a six minus one is still ten. So we we we, yeah. we do it. You get to pick two. Okay. We are feared, but also we are trusted. The 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 battle of this emerald castle was very politically complicated. <laughs> I I think the reason why it fell was not necessarily for the emeralds that it held within its form, but there was a lot of political alliances that occurred to make this fall happen. We see a very brief young version of Reginald the Ninth, essentially like judo style throw some uh, very official looking like military general like off one of these six parapets <laughs> to fall to the like seething, roiling crowd of people below. <laughs> and I think in the now, like, as you make your presence known, we see all of these creatures just suddenly skitter away. Mm. And there's just, like, this big circle around you as they kind of, they realise that you're here and they're not going to act against you in any way. That emerald was given with reverence and thanks. <laughs> Thank you. There's like a slight crystalline sort of chittering as they kind of, in this really unsure way, try to work out what to do. My dear Sadie, are you all right? Yes, of course. They they wouldn't have hurt me. They best not. I think as you're like talking and making sure you're okay, you see that the crystals start to um, like cluster together on like the tree trunk, like the, the early part of the tree trunk. And you see that they start to form like one coherent face. Hmm. On on the tree trunk, and I think it's like the face of the remnant that used to be here. This episode of One Shot features music from the following artists: "Heal This Land" by Joshua Specht, "Dark Times" by Falls, "Ghosts" by Enoch Yang, and "Raindrops" by Moments. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. That is it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with another exciting episode of this series of Rhine next week. In the universe of Starwall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No King system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.
As usual, we end one shot with a call to action, and I'm going to once again encourage you to call your representatives, specifically using fivecalls.org. Fivecalls.org is a fantastic website that lets you plug in your zip code. It will give you a list of your representatives. It will give you a list of issues and of scripts that you can read. Phone calls are still the best way to affect change directly to let your representatives know what their constituents want from them. They are elected to serve us, not the other way around. So make sure that they know what you want and let them know regularly. Calling daily has a huge impact. So head to fivecalls.org, take some time out of your day, and make the calls. Thanks, heroes. If you like this show, you should check out some of the other shows in the One Shot Podcast Network. Shows like Mystery County Monster Hunters Club. Check out Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, an actual play podcast where the heroes are teens and the teens are a mess. Join a group of impulsive but well-meaning after-school monster hunters in the year 2006, doing their best to protect a weird little town in the 51st state of Superior. Through the game Monster of the Week, this cast of improvisers confronts cryptids, magic, and the biggest monster of all, feelings. Find Mystery County Monster Hunters Club at mysterycounty.com or your favorite podcast app. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.